Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to this episode 56 of the podcast. I hope you are well. So today's episode is all about distractions. This is, I think, a really important episode because look at who you are. If you listen to this, you will suffer from being distracted at times and some people more than others. But distractions and being distracted are, are a big deal and something that we need to understand how to manage and overcome because they can be the kind of the death rattles of anything you're doing, you know, personally or professionally, if you become distracted long enough and often enough, um, projects can just capitulate. And the reason I know that is from my own personal experience, I realise how challenged I've been over the years with the fact I can be easily distracted. But what I've done in, in, in recent weeks is taken on an experiment, and this is one that if you listen to my podcast regularly, you will know about. I took an experiment to spend some time, an extended amount of time, away from social media. And my kind of rationale for doing that was that I felt social media was becoming a huge distraction. I had lots of things that I wanted to do, certainly from a professional perspective, that were not getting done. And I kind of laid all the blame at the door of the beast that is social media. And when I talk about social media, I'm talking about um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and um, predominantly for me, Facebook. I think, you know, I always had this opinion that Facebook, what Facebook was like the devil incarnate and that if I could remove that from my life, everything else would fall into place. So through this episode, I want to give you some ideas of my experience away now, what has been 48 days I've been away from, from social media, to tell you what I've learned and also to discuss distractions. Because what this brought up for me was actually, to be honest, there were other things that I was distracting myself with. And it, I came up with a realisation, and one that almost seems very obvious when I'm going to tell it to you. But once it becomes obvious, you can do something about it. So I'll start off with just sharing my kind of um, very quick overview of what this 48 days away from social media has done for me. Because there are, in the order of giving this a balanced um, argument, I have to kind of give you both sides of the picture. Because it wasn't all good, I have to say, being away this long. And, and I'm almost talking to as though I'm back on social media. I'm, I'm, I'm not at this point back on social media. But there have been some sides to it that were very positive, and there were other sides that came up which were not so positive. And I'm, I'm just going to kind of detail them for you now. Let's start off with the positive stuff. I have to say that taking social media off my telephone and not going on the, the applications for a period of time did make me feel very liberated. There was something very liberating about not being online. It felt kind of, I don't know, naughty is not the right word. It felt kind of noble. That's the right word, noble. It felt noble because I thought most people could never do this. You know, it's it's something that most people ask them to be off social media for 24 hours and they'd blow a gasket, especially young people. So I thought, the fact I'm going to take this break, it felt very noble. So in the first couple of weeks, it felt very noble to be off there and very liberating, I have to say, just not to have to check something. I found myself having a lot more time, um, which which was a nice thing. That was a second good thing that came out of it. I thought, you have a lot more time now. You know, you're not spending that four and five hours a day checking out Facebook. So you've got four or five hours to do great productive things. Um, and I have to say, I think in the initial couple of weeks, it made me feel a lot happier. I felt this this definite rise in my feeling of happiness and my kind of um, a lift in my mood, which all those things, feeling liberated, having more time and feeling happier, I kind of expected. 
So I do wonder whether I felt those things not because they were they were true, they did feel true, or did I feel them because I kind of expected to. So I, I didn't know whether it was a little bit like that placebo effect. You know, I told myself something, um, and that, that that that's why it occurred. Anyway, those are what I felt. More time, liberated, happier. After about two weeks, I started to notice something, which was I started to have a, a sense that I was missing out. I, I wasn't fully informed. So I felt a little bit uncomfortable with the fact that I didn't really know what was going on in certain um, areas because I did as well as, you know, using social media to kind of see nice stuff and, and deal with people and, and, and know what my friends are doing. I also use social media to get me news. I mean, most of my news comes directly from Twitter. I used to use tw- I used to use Twitter more than a news feed because whatever's kind of trending is the news. I felt like I was missing out. I felt like I was in, ill-informed. The other thing that I, I, I realised was that despite having the time, the extra five hours or so every day, I wasn't doing any more. So I, I, I kind of felt a lot of frustration because I thought, well, I've got no to do. And even though I could find things to do, it, it, it didn't feel like I was being any more productive without social media in my life than I was when it was in there. So despite the fact I thought it was affecting my productivity, take it away, productivity didn't really increase. Um, and probably... The biggest thing that came out that I was uncomfortable about was I realized I used a lot of social media to promote my work. So this podcast is promoting me as Gareth Boot, the well-being and personal development specialist, as does the blog, as did the Facebook page. And the fact I couldn't go on there and promote myself felt very uncomfortable because I thought, you know what, you've built up a bit of a listenership now, you've built up a bit of a readership to your blog, you know, your Facebook page. You know, that was getting a lot more interaction in the last few months, and yet you've stopped that now. And that's so, so from a business perspective, it felt like I was actually doing something that was very detrimental. Um, and that was a very strange feeling. And eventually, that feeling of uncomfortableness around that kind of almost balanced out the happiness I was feeling not being on social media, if you know what I mean. So I felt very neutral. I thought, oh, you know, I feel happier on one end, but on the other hand, I feel like I'm missing out here, and, and actually, I'm, I'm actually probably doing my business some damage. So those are things that came up from not being on there in the initial two to three weeks. But then three weeks in, what I realized is social media was just one distraction I had. You know, it, was, it wasn't the only distraction. It, it may have been, in my view, the biggest distraction, but it wasn't the only distraction. I realized there was other things I was using to distract myself. And I'm talking about specifically distracting myself from growing my business. That is my biggest challenge at the moment. It's my biggest concern is getting to a stage where Gareth Boot mentoring and coaching and care for success become a legitimate and sustainable business. That is my biggest focus. I don't have to focus about my health at the moment. I'm very healthy mentally and physically. Um, I feel very um, happy in my overall life. You know, if if I take the career out of it, every other aspect of my life is very, very good. But I realised that that thing, sorting my career out, sorting the businesses out, is my biggest concern. And I was took the Facebook away, but then I found other things I was doing to distract myself, which were actually a lot more subtle. So I went, I'm going to mention the three that, that became obvious to me to see whether anybody listening to this maybe gets these distractions as well. So the one thing I started to distract myself well, with, what, or what, with was, yes, that's right, the, the, the thing I was, first thing I noticed I was distracting myself with was helping other people, doing things, doing noble tasks. 
So I'd find myself finding me, because I had this extra time, I'd use that time to go and spend time. My kids wanted stuff. My kids are at a stage now where they're, they're all quite grown up. Me, my eldest especially, she was... She was moving from one of her, she's at university, she was moving from one student accommodation to another. So I used a, a couple of days one week just to go and help her. And I found myself saying, yeah, I can come and help you. She's also in the process of taking a driving test shortly. So I found myself taking her out driving and doing things in her car. And my youngest daughter, I'd find myself going and spending time with her because I had more time. And I thought, okay, so you're now using this extra time that was going to be kind of used in a more productive way you're now filling it with helping your kids out, which again, it's a noble thing, but mm, that's not really why you want the extra time. You want the extra time to build the business, to work on that. So I found myself distracting myself by doing noble things. Anybody all needed an, an, any assistance, you know, I would go and help them. So I found myself doing that. Tied in with that, I found myself doing things in the house and around the house I would not normally do. Now, to be very careful here, I'm not like I'm some kind of scruffy bugger that never does anything and help in the house. But I found myself doing more tidying and cleaning up and decluttering when I should be working. I was, I was saying, well, you know, I've got a bit of time. Let's let's clear that little cubby all out. Let's go to skip and get rid of all that stuff. Um, then I was in my garden thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to sort my grass out. So I cut my grass and I'll do my edges and I'll, I'll reseed my lawn and I'll spend a bit of time cleaning the hut out. Again, you know, noble, you know, a great thing that some, you know, that I'm helping out in the house and I'm keeping the place tidy. But again, I recognise that was a distraction from looking at the career and the and, and, and that side of things, the business side. And then one thing I noticed I found myself doing, the biggest distraction probably for me, the obvious one, was food. I found myself distracting myself with food. When I was doing something on the business front, when I was doing something that didn't feel good or felt difficult, I'd find all the excuses said, I'll do that, but you know, let's just have a let's have some breakfast first, or that needs doing. Yeah, but I need to sort something out to eat. I'm a little bit hungry. Or, you know, you need to look at this Gareth as this this particular piece of work needs writing. Yeah, I'll do that after I've had an egg sandwich. You know, all of a sudden I was finding I was using food as a distraction. We had two Rather obvious, now I think about it, consequences. One is I was eating a lot more, which put it, so I started to put a little bit of weight on. And secondly, some of the choices I were making weren't the healthiest of choices. So I was not having the same energy levels. Now, this didn't last for very long, by the way, did the food. I recognized it's something I used to distract myself. But I soon turned that around when I stepped on the scales one morning. I put on half a stone. I thought, whoa, hang on a minute here. You know, half a stone in what's been three weeks, that's ridiculous. And it's then I realised distractions are not always what you think they are. Yes, there are obvious distractions. You know, we might spend time on YouTube. We might spend time on social media. They're obvious things, distractions. We might, in my case, I don't play video games as such, but I like to play online chess. They use that as a distraction. But some of the stuff like that, the eating to make ourselves feel better, to distract ourselves from looking at reality... I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people suffer from this, which is why I think through lockdown there has been this weight increase. Now, I have to say, once I recognise it, I can pull my weight. I can lose half a stone in three days. I'm very good at losing weight. I've got a very effective way of doing it. But what I will say is I think that's why a lot of people have put weight on through lockdown because they're distracted. They want to distract themselves from, this feels uncomfortable. I don't like looking at this thing. I need a distraction. I'll use the food. Distractions are everywhere. 
if we allow them to be. So there's a bit of me here should be talking to you about saying, right, this is how we overcome distractions. You know, what we do is we make a list of what we need to do and what we do then is we focus on doing that and then we push on through. No, that's not what I'm going to say. Yes, that's important. I can only talk about me in this situation. What I realised is, no matter how many lists I wrote, no matter how focused I tried to be, I was not happy with where my business and my online career and all that stuff was going. Simple as that. I was doing something I didn't feel 100% committed to. This happened about three weeks in, so about 21 to 25 days into this being away from social media project, which ties in with the time that I did, I did a blog again and I did a podcast again. Because what I realized is it was not the fact that I couldn't grow a business or manage a business. I've done all this before. What I realized is I was not 100% committed to it or engaged in what I was doing. My website, garethboot.com, was a mismatch of what did it really do? What was I talking about? I was trying to fit in personal development with businessy stuff. And the reality was, I wasn't, that's not what I wanted to do. I wasn't, I didn't want to do that. That's when I made the decision. I thought, you know what? I love doing what I want to do is talk about well-being. I love the subject of well-being, talking about it, writing about it, doing videos about it, helping people with it. I love well-being. And when I looked at my website three weeks into not being on social media, I realized, hang on, you're not engaging. That's not really what you, that website doesn't represent what you do. You're not, that's not what you're about. You kind of wrote that to try to aim at some corporate marketplace, which A, you're not that bothered about dealing with. You don't really like the corporate world. And secondly, it, it doesn't really do justice to what you do. You know, you help people become the best version of themselves they can be through working with them one-to-one, -one, through talking about well-being. The minute I realized that I wasn't really doing what I loved, this was like a light bulb moment. So what I decided is I decided I was only going to talk about work on and do things that involve working with well-being. That could include walking, that could include helping people with their fitness, it could include helping people with their career, but it was all about well-being. Then all of a sudden, I was engaged. And when you're engaged in something, then things will not distract you. In the three weeks since then, because we're now sort of you know six weeks into this, um, this been off social media, all of a sudden now my productivity has rocketed because now I'm really happy and content and clear in what I'm doing. A couple of things I did which were quite subtle. I changed the name of the Facebook page to Gallup Boot Wellbeing. Um, I also made some changes to the copy on the website to, to be more focused on wellbeing. But probably the biggest thing for me that really switched this for me was... I got my friend and professional photographer, John Steele, to do some more photographs. So instead of my website having a cover page picture, which was me in a shirt and tie looking pretty business-like, it was actually going to be a photograph. He took some photographs of me outside in the hills in my walking gear. I put that on and I thought, wow, that's it. That looks now and feels like and sounds like who you really are. You're into well-being. You love the great outdoors. You like helping people to become the best version of themselves they can be. And it was like a light bulb click went on. And in the last three weeks, I've managed now to outline and I'm part way through, in fact, pretty much quite a way through recording a online program, which I'm really excited about. I've got blogs I want to write now. I'm excited. I'm engaged. And all of a sudden now, when that's happened, the distraction of 
helping other people. Yes, I still visit my kids and do bits, but I'm a bit more careful with my time. The doing stuff in the house and tidying and decluttering and doing the garden, that's stopped. Yes, it's still getting done, but it's getting done after working hours and at a sensible time each week. And the food. My diet's gone right back to normal. I'm eating proper, healthy and clean again. The, the, the weight's come off. I'm back. I'm two pounds, actually, from my target weight. All because those were your distractions. I was using them because I was doing something I didn't enjoy doing and wanted a distraction. So if you find yourself getting distracted, it's probably nothing to do with the fact that you're easily distracted. It's just you're not engaged enough in the thing you should be doing. And you're not engaged because you're not 100% into it. And this is a, a brutal truth we all have to fail. A brutal truth we all have to face, not fail, face, is you've got to do what you love. If you've been distracted from doing something, it's because you don't really want to do what you've been distracted from. When we want to do something, we're not going to get distracted from it. I'll put it this way. Let's say right now you have to go to some kind of meeting and you don't want to be there. You'll find some way to distract yourself to the point you'll make yourself late. People do this. I don't want to be there. They'll find ways to get out of it or they'll turn up late or they'll say I got stuck in traffic, blah, 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 blah. If you're going on holiday and you know you've got to be at the airport for half past four, you want to be on that holiday. You're properly engaging up for that. You will get there on time. You will never be late. You'll not come with excuses because you want to do it. And it stands to reason. If you want to do something and you really want to do it, you're committed to it and it's right what you want to do and you love doing it, no one's going to stop you doing that. Equally, if you don't want to do it, you'll find every and any excuse or distraction to stop you from following through with that. So this is not an issue with whether you're easily distracted or not. The question should be, am I engaged in what I'm doing? And if you're not engaged, change it. I know the importance of doing things in life that we love doing. Whether that's personally or professionally, you've got to love doing it. It's got to be who you are and you've got to do it your way. I feel now that the content I'm creating with this program, the attitude I've got towards the work I want to do, it's very much who I am. The website reflects that now. I mean, you know, thank you to Johnny. He took some great photographs. But just those little things about recognising that it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. I adjusted it. Engagement comes back. I'm enthusiasm. Distractions disappear. So you need to sit down. What are you being distracted by? Write down the things you're easily distracted from. Is it exercise? If you're easily distracted from exercise, okay. Change why you're exercising. Change, change how you're exercising. Because if, if it's important for you to be healthy and fit and in shape, then you will find a way to exercise and you will not be distracted. If it's not that important to you and you're not engaging it, you're never going to be able to do it. That's why people don't lose weight and they don't get into good shape because they're not, it's not important to them. So you've got to make it important. And sometimes it's a subtle difference. It's not about not wanting to be, so oh, I don't want to be sick, so I better go to the gym or oh, I don't want to be fat, I better do some exercise. No, you've got to think in a different way. If you make a decision that actually what you want to be is completely healthy and have energy and have juice for life and be absolutely full of yourself in whatever you do and you need to be physically well to do that, then that'll change your attitude towards exercise. If you're running a business or you've got a job that you're not engaged in, change the business, change the job because you will just, I'll tell you now, you'll just keep distracting yourself and distracting yourself and distracting yourself till eventually one of two things will happen. Either A, you'll get fired from the job, or B, you'll just get so fed up with yourself, you'll leave the job. No need for that. This feels really good to me to be sharing this with you today because I think this problem is affecting so many people. You distract yourself with obvious things. 
like the Facebook for me seemed obvious, but that wasn't the real reason that I was feeling fed up online. I was actually frustrated with not being able to get my business where it wants to be because I wasn't engaging it. I've changed this subtly. I'm more about well-being now. Engagement's come back. Will I be going back on social media? The answer is yes. And the thing is, if I'm engaging it because I want to share content that can help people, that's wonderful. But if I'm distracting myself on there because I'm looking at profiles and people that I don't particularly want to look at, I'm getting wound up by it, it's because I'm using it as a distraction. So that's what you want to ask yourself listening to this. Do you find yourself distracting yourself from doing something that you know you should be doing? And then look at the thing you know you should be doing and look at whether it's really something you want to be doing. Yes, you maybe should be wanting to, you maybe should be doing it, but do you want to be doing it? And if it doesn't feel good, adjust it or change it. Because if not, you will never avoid the distractions. People that are engaged will stay focused, they'll stay on it, and they will not be distracted. So there's some thoughts for you to get your head around this week. Distractions are there. We all have them at times, but I believe they're there when we're not fully engaged in something. So I hope this has given you something to think about, and hopefully you'll look at some of the stuff you're doing that you're distracted from and find out maybe what changes you can make. I think you'll find once you've found them and you can adjust them, you'll have a much better experience in anything you're doing, personally or professionally. So thank you for listening. And before I go, I would just like to ask one thing. If you don't currently subscribe to the channel, please do so. And also encourage some of your friends to listen to it. I'm going to actively try to get the listenership of this podcast up over the next few months. And your help in that would be massively appreciated. So I'll be next, back next week with another episode. And until then, stay undistracted and take care of yourself. Bye-bye. <laughs>